Good morning, and welcome to Drawing the Morning. This is Stuart McClellan, the pastor of the Altoona Bible Church. We are conveniently located at Union Avenue and 31st Street on Route 36, the Columbia Park section of Altoona. We hope that this broadcast will help you think on the things of the Lord as you prepare your heart for ministry among the saints today. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes of inspiring music, challenging stories, and a Bible study. Listen now as the Altoona Bible Church Choir opens our broadcast this morning with a song entitled, Jesus Draw Me Ever Nearer.
Eldred Lothar, one of the dozen men rescued from a Nova Scotia mine disaster some time ago, has the broken aspirin bottle which was used to dole out the two cupfuls of water the 12 men had for sustenance during the five and a half days they were entombed. Lowther said that while he and the other 11 were trapped in the mine, they came across a water flask near a dead comrade and found it contained two cupfuls of water. Not knowing how long it might be before help arrived, they agreed on a rationing plan. We decided it would be too much temptation for all of us to put the flask to our lips and not drink a mouthful. We were so thirsty we couldn't trust ourselves. We decided that we would only wet our lips every six hours and let a drop or two roll around on our tongue. Kales rushed in, had a watch with a luminous dial, and every six hours he'd hold it up to tell us the time had come for another lip wetting. We had one miner's lamp, which would flash on brilliantly for about four seconds and then fade out. We used this light to pour from the flask into the broken aspirin bottle, and we poured the same amount every time. We've all agreed since being rescued that some of us might not have lived if we hadn't had that little bottle. I haven't washed it. It's still got milk stains on it from the milk it carried for the thermos coffee. That's how it got down in the mine. It was in the lunchbox of a miner whose body we came across. But I'll never wash it. Those milk stains and the coal dust in it will stay there forever. Every time I look into the little thing, I realize how God provides for you in the most unpredictable ways. Most of us will never have an experience like Mr. Lowther, but all of us can testify of the unusual ways in which the Lord has taken care of us in times of trouble or stress. He takes care of us because He loves us, and no one can ever love us or care for us like Jesus. Listen now as Chuck Grable and Susie Davis sings for us this beautiful song entitled, Near to the Heart of God. Savior meet near to 
Join the morning, which is presented each Sunday at this same time by the Altoona Bible Church. We begin with our Sunday school hour at 9.30. Then at 10.45, we all gather in the main auditorium for our morning worship service. We invite you to listen to or watch our church services. Our service are on Facebook at Sunday at 11 o'clock and 7 p.m. and Wednesday night at 7.15 p.m. We invite you to visit our website at www.altunabible.org. Also, we're on the Johnstown Altoona Access Channels 9 and 14. And there are services available on the local radio stations on Sunday at 11 o'clock, 12 noon, and 7 p.m. If you have any questions concerning our church services, please call the church office at area code 814-942-2131. Listen now as Cheryl Howman plays for us on the piano this wonderful medley, Grace Alone.
Every believer who is living for the Lord is engaged in a spiritual warfare. The enemy is identified in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, as principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, and spiritual wickedness in high places. While there may be an occasional lull in the fighting resulting in periods of relative calm, there are also times when the battle rages so hot that it appears we can hold out no longer. Yet, that is when we must be resolute in our confidence in God and not even think in terms of defeat. A story from the Korean War illustrates the kind of attitude we must display. As enemy force advanced, Baker Company was cut off from the rest of the regiment. For several hours, no word was heard, even though headquarters repeatedly tried to communicate with the missing unit. Finally, a faint signal was received. Strained to hear each word, a corpsman asked intently, Baker Company, Baker Company, do you read me? This is Baker Company, came the reply. What is your situation? asked the corpsman. The enemy is to the east of us. The enemy is to the west of us. The enemy is to the north of us. The enemy is to the south of us. Then after a brief pause, the sergeant from Baker Company exclaimed with determination, The enemy can't get away from us now. Are you being attacked on all sides? Remember, Christ has secured our victory. Even when we are completely surrounded by our adversaries, we must keep standing firm for the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen to the words of this lovely song as John and Penny Harris sing for us, Never Out of His Love. Never out of his love, 
out of his touch Cause his heart reaches far enough For you to know You're never out of his Once again, this Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, our doors will be open here at the Altoona Bible Church. Time now for a Bible study portion for our broadcast, and this morning the topic of our Bible study is the trials of the Lord Jesus Christ. John chapter 18, verse 14. Now Caiaphas was he which gave counsel to the Jews that it was expedient that one man should die for the people. The first trial following the arrest of the Lord Jesus Christ in the Garden of Gethsemane was before Annas. The second trial he has taken from Annas to Caiaphas. And who is Caiaphas? Let's listen and think upon these words of Caiaphas following the Lord Jesus Christ raising Lazarus from the dead. So Lord Jesus Christ performs this miracle. Lazarus had been dead and he raises him from the dead. Beginning in verse 46 to 48. But some of them went their ways to the Pharisees and told them what the things Jesus had done. Then gathered the chief priests and the Pharisees a council and said, What do we do? For this man doeth many miracles. What could they do? They could believe and realize that he was their Messiah, but they don't. And then they conclude and think, If we let thus alone, verse 48, all men will believe on him. And the Romans shall come and take away both our place and nation. Now listen to what Caiaphas said. And this is found in verses 49 to verse 51. And one of them, named Caiaphas, being the high priest that same year, said unto them, You know nothing at all, nor consider that it's expedient for us that one man should die for the people, that the whole nation perish not. And this spake he, not of himself, but being the high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus should die for that nation. Caiaphas's words were not efficacious. He was not preaching the substitutionary death of the Lord Jesus Christ. These words were not given to him by revelation through the Holy Spirit. Logically, Caiaphas, the high priest concluded that if the whole nation of Israel would turn to the Lord and proclaim Him as their Messiah, their King, there would have been political consequences. The Romans would have come with their armies and destroyed the nation. Therefore, it was advantageous that Jesus, this one man, should die for the people so that the whole nation should not perish. In modern-day vernacular, he was saying, it is him or us. 
If it is not him, it will be us. We either kill him or we all will be killed by Rome. Therefore, in the interest of the nation, the Lord must die so that the nation will live. Caiaphas proposed for Christ to die to save the nation of Israel politically and not spiritually. The second trial, the second religious trial in front of Caiaphas. The scriptural references, Matthew 26, verses 57 to 68. Mark 14, verses 53 to 65. And John 18, 12 to 14 and 19 to 24. Caiaphas, the high priest, also assembled there were the scribes and the elders. Why did they seek witnesses? Why did they seek two or more witnesses? Deuteronomy 17, verse 6. At the mouth of two witnesses or three, shall he that is worthy of death be put to death. But at the mouth of one witness, he shall not be put to death. You can also read this in Deuteronomy 19, 15. Numbers 35, 30. Whoso killeth any man, the murderer shall be put to death by the mouth of witnesses. But one witness shall not testify against any person to cause him to die. Why did they seek witnesses? Why were they seeking two or more witnesses? Because they knew the law. Here's a bunch of religious hypocrites. They knew the law. They knew that they needed not just one witness. It had to be at the mouth of two or more. What does the Word of God teach about witnesses? It's one of the Ten Commandments. Exodus chapter 20, verse 16. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Proverbs chapter 12, verse number 17. He that speaketh truth showeth forth righteousness but a false witness deceit. Proverbs 14.5 A faithful witness will not lie, but a false witness will utter lies. Proverbs 14.25 A true witness delivereth souls, but a deceitful witness speaketh lies. Proverbs 19.5 A false witness shall not be unpunished, but he that speaketh lies shall not escape. Proverbs 25, verse 18. A, mer- a man that beareth false witness against his neighbor is a maul, a maul, a heavy club, and a sword, and a sharp arrow. So next week we're going to go into greater detail concerning this religious trial. Exposing the fact, as I said, that Caiaphas, the scribes, the elders were all a bunch of religious hypocrites. Also, just thinking upon the time, remember, we laid out the timeline, understanding this based on Jewish time, understanding it, if you want to look at it from our perspective, it was less than one day. In Jewish time, it was all in the same day, his arrest, these trials. We need to understand this. And we need to realize, again, why Caiaphas was looking for the mouth of two or more witnesses. And we're going to show you what they said. You can be studying this this week and think about this. 
read, read, go back and read there in uh, Matthew chapter number uh, 26 concerning verse 57 to 68 concerning the witnesses. See what they said. Then compare this, and we're going to do this. Go over to John chapter 2 and see what the Lord Jesus Christ really has said. So we're going to continue. This is religious trial number 2. Then there's going to be religious trial 3. Then there's going to be three civil trials. And by 9 o'clock, the same day, the Lord Jesus Christ will be on the cross. If you have any questions about our study or any other questions concerning uh, Bible verses that you would like studied in the light of the Word of God, rightly divided, please contact Pastor Stewart at the Altoona Bible Church. The church's phone number is area code 814-942-2131, or you can email me at altoonabible at altoonabible.org. Romans chapter 3, verse number 22 says, Even the righteous of God, which is by the faith of Jesus Christ, is unto all and upon all them that believe, for there is no difference. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Verse 23, verse 24 says, Being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. If you've never trusted the Lord Jesus Christ, if you believe your good works will save you, they will not. Romans 4, 4 and 4, 5, Ephesians 2, 8, 9. There's only one way of salvation. Believe right now in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. And for us who are believers, we need to keep studying God's word, rightly dividing it and living it. been listening to Join the Morning from the Altoona Bible Church. We trust that you've received a real spiritual blessing from this broadcast. It is our prayerful desire that you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your personal Savior. So until we meet again by radio, this is Pastor Stuart McClellan wishing you God's best for now and for eternity. Amen.